Hello ladies and welcome to your own class, your, your class for self-discovery, the class for your own discovery. Wow, I'm really excited first off to see young ladies sign up a commitment to their own growth and development. And I'm also excited that I'm the one who's going to be taking you on this journey as your personal development coach. I mean, this year set also is, um, is very particular it's very dear to my heart because you are the pioneer set for Tala <laughs> and that makes you extra special people and I just want to say also that I am very proud of you for signing up thank you for signing up and committing to your own growth to your own development you know to, to, the, to the pursuance of purpose and living to your highest truest potential and expressing that person that you know God has called you to be and designed for you to be Okay, so I'll advise before we start that you get your books and your virals or your notepads or wherever it is that you have to jot down information because this is going to be a whole world of learning, of new things, of things that are actually very important, very pivotal to your existence here on earth. Things that are unfortunately never taught in schools, you know, but still they are very 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 um important to your to your destiny now i'm starting with this teaching on self-discovery which i titled why i act the way i do because it is the foundation of your journey to becoming and by that i mean becoming all that you have been designed to be it is your foundation to live into your highest truest potential so today I will be teaching you on how to increase your self-awareness, which helps you develop all facets of your life. Because um, when you are self-aware, then you are able to understand why you would rather prefer to live with a certain type of person or work with, you know, or, or relate to a certain category of people over, you know, a certain category of other people, if you get what I mean. It will help you know how to also react and respond better in most situations. So to enable you to understand yourself better, you'll start by knowing your personality. And I know some of you might have learned about this thing before, but it's just a foundation to your self-discovery. And for the sake of those who, who don't know, or even you who know, you probably don't know it in this dimension. You know, it's important that we touch on this topic so in this teaching i'll be focusing more on you and your relationships and how to better understand people by using their temperaments as a key indicator to their behaviors how to better understand yourself and understand people and now you might say oh why do i need to understand people why am i going out of my way to understand people better why that stress i shouldn't i just be focusing on understanding me and you know growing myself and blowing my business and you know <laughs> so no and i'll tell you why it is because in your journey of becoming and in your quest for purpose it is not possible for you to get to your destiny place alone <laughs> not at all and you know why it is because without human beings you cannot fulfill purpose yes you heard me right without people you cannot fulfill purpose and if you like hold on to god and say oh god is my ultimate source and the arm of flesh will fail or say oh i have my friends and my family and my inner circle and so i'm fine well you're correct you are fine if you do not intend to go far 
But if you intend to express yourself in the fullest form of who you can be, then you will surely be in the business of people. For some people, do you know their businesses, you know, the reason their businesses never really flies because they're just too poor at handling people. You know, whether they have bad customer service or bad staff management or something. Um, okay, so take example. An example would be this course that you're on. If it wasn't for the help of a great team, which of course is made up of people with different personalities and ideas or backgrounds, you probably wouldn't be here having such a rich course put together for you. I mean, take a look at the lives of any any successful person that you know, that person must have been in the business of people. So if you want to succeed and you want to scale up on that success, a way to do that is to know and understand people. And when you do, then you are better able to work with them. So self-awareness is an entire course, but... <laughs> I will try to explain it, you know, succinctly in this recording. And also, you know, I'll be giving you some exercises and a workbook at the end. And that would, that would help you, you know, in, in a very, very big way. It's very important. Do not miss out on those exercises. Those exercises are actually the reason we are doing this thing that we are doing. So this is just, you know, to give you a background so that you can understand how to work with the tools that we'll be handing over to you. So please do um, make sure that you listen to those tools, okay? So I had to take time to do all this explanation because it's your first day and it's very important to get you started right. And the good way for us to do that would be to build the right, right foundation so that after today or after this week, every other thing that we do will just be a fine process of layering blocks upon blocks, you know, just layers upon layers until you become the perfect structure that you have been created to be. Okay, so let's delve into the heart of the topic for today and the heart of the week, <laughs> topic of the week as a matter of fact, which is why I act the way I do. So have you ever pondered on this question before? Like, have you ever really taken your time to ask yourself, why do I behave the way that I behave? Why do I act the way that I behave? You know, why is my character so different from this person? I mean, characters are formed at birth, like personalities rather are formed at birth. You see little children, you know, even babies. Some of them are night riders. They'll give you a hard time, you know, sleeping at night and other babies will just sleep right through the night. Some of them are criers. They will cry through the day and they're just very emotional babies. Some of them are, others are just so, 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 so calm. You know, some babies are so extroverted and, you know, others are so, you know, introverted. You know, so have you ever asked yourself, why is this? Why am I so different from the next person? Why am I better off relating with certain types of people other than, you know, another group of people? So for a long time, you know, scientists also try to explain the concept of people and why they act the way they do. Um, they came up, they've come up with all sorts of names, all sorts of um, groupings of personality types, you know, but none quite in intrigues me and quite a lot of people as, um, you know, Tim Lahai's. Tim Lahai, he wasn't, the, he's not the progenitor of the, you know, temperament, but he wrote a book, detailed book called Why I Act the Way I Do, and a follow-up book called The Spirit Control Temperament. And I remember as a teenager 
I think maybe about 17 or they're about 18 or 19. I remember as a, as a young adult, you know, reading this book and whoa, it was a world of insight. I mean, we passed on the book. You know how people heard, heard books? This one, we passed it on from one person to the, to the other because it was a world of insightful, practical, down-to-earth knowledge that, that, was, that was applicable as a matter of fact. And we, we immediately applied it and gosh, it changed, you know, it gave us an understanding that helped us to relate better with people. So let me get right to it. As we all might know, there are two major personalities. The introverted person who is, you know, the quiet, generally quiet person, right? And the extroverted person who is generally the um, more uh, social rat, so to speak. You know, the more uh, outgoing person, social person, that kind of thing. Uh, but there also there is the ambiverted person who, you know, is like a balance of both worlds, but we'll just stick to the extroverted and introverted person. So Tim Lahaye, um, in his book, grouped the um, personalities into two put put group the two major personalities actually into two parts and give that four major temperaments but into two parts he said the first two are the extroverted personalities and they are the sanguine and the choleric temperaments okay so there are four major temperaments grouped into the two personalities the first is the sanguine and choleric temperaments they describe the extroverted person while the other two are the um the melancholy and the phlegmatic temperament, which are the introverted personality. Okay, now each temperament have their strengths and their weaknesses. And all of us kind of like fall into all this temperament. So for example, the sanguine person is the predominantly extroverted kind of person, right? I'll be using she. She's, the, she's mainly the outgoing person that loves the crowd. She's very enthusiastic. She's active, social, cheerful. She's touchy, feely, you know. She's huggy. <laughs> she has a positive outlook to life. I mean, I think that every one of us listening might actually know a sanguine person, right? But the sanguine person, you know, on the other hand, like I said, she's touchy-feely and, you know, that might be misconstrued. She's huggy. She goes for it, right? She, 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 she might not be a very good reader of people, of people and their feelings and all of that. She might not really be a good because, you know, she, she's really, really jumpy, right? And, um, you know, she's easily forgetful. <laughs> she can forget easily the names of people, faces, things <laughs> so i'm laughing because this actually was me for the longest time right not like i'm not sanguine anymore but i've been able to put it under control and i'll tell you people how in the course of this um so she talks too much sometimes too loud boisterous enters a room with her mouth first and you know she can easily offend people with her words even though she doesn't mean to offend because in truth a sanguine person cannot really hurt a fly i mean she's too happy and in love with with life you know to do so so there are a few downsides but i'll just stop here and move on to the choleric person who also is an extroverted person person too has an extroverted personality so this this choleric person likes to take charge likes to be the leader she's pretty competitive you know bossy quick thinking highly efficient logical you know she's intentional and she has very good problem solving skills i mean 
the the choleric person is mainly you know the general idea of general typical idea of who a leader should be that kind of thing however the choleric person is typically bossy and can be quite competitive in an unhealthy way that can bring rivalry right the the choleric person can be proud can be bullish can be quickly angered you know even though the person is the person can be an authoritarian you know the person can you know the the choleric temperaments they still despise authority (laughs) so you can imagine a bossy person hating a boss (laughs) so um that's the choleric person the person would rather go up rather than you know succumb to an authority they'll go and start their own cause rather so there's the melancholy person who is who leans towards the introverted per, um, personality um the person is quite an analytical you know that's the thinking one they're the, they're the thoughtful ones they're self-reliant because they, they they think very deeply right and they like to come up you know with solutions that are within their own reach and why is that it's mainly because they simply do not want to be a bother to other people they are often looked at as the wise ones, you know, because they are careful with their words. They're the seemingly perfect ones because they speak less. And so because they speak less, they tend to offend less, right? They are more thoughtful, often thoughtful and reserved, but they can also be extremely moody and have, you know, negative and pessimistic outlook to life. Let's just move on to the fourth temperament. The fourth temperament is the phlegmatic person who's an introvert also very easygoing friendly you know loves loves her own space and is very content in her space you know she usually doesn't have very lofty ideas not no very no high ambitions about life very content doesn't think much about lofty ideals her thoughts and her decisions are in her mind and you know what the phlegmatic person can be stubborn and resolute you know those people that you talk 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 they're just quiet and looking at you and it is the one that is in their mind (laughs) that they will do (laughs) is what is in their heart what is in their mind so if you like keep talking just say everything and then they're listening and they're nodding and smiling but they they know what they want and then they'll do what they want even though they they you know um they they they're so easy to please and sometimes they're eager to please people and they will stick one of the good things is they'll stick with people through thick and thin right they're just a typical easygoing mr nice guy <laughs> kind of you know so all these traits we have discussed the fourth temperament they are the tendencies of people with the different temperaments with the different temp- personalities too and i say tendencies and that's why when i was when I was talking about them, I was saying, oh, they can be, they can be, they can be, right? So they're just tendencies. So in other words, in fact, the fact that you are, you are sanguine, right? Doesn't mean that you must walk into a place with your mouth first or talk without thinking. You know, it just means that you have a tendency to be a talkative. Okay. Because oftentimes I hear people, um, you know, when I see people exhibit certain characters and instead of working on them, they'll say, oh, please, that's just me. That's who I am. I cannot change. Please, that's just me. You know, 
a lot of people say that and that's a terrible mindset for anyone to live with the thoughts that you have been created in a certain way that is unchangeable is a terrible mindset and for those who say that kind of thing it just simply means that they are allowing themselves to be ruled by their personalities and such a person cannot succeed as a good leader with that mindset is a failing mindset so for example the sanguine person leaves life on the fast lane <laughs> and i'm just describing myself when i say sanguine so i'm an executor which actually is a good thing but there is a downside to living life on the fast lane which i have figured out so now <laughs> i know i have come to realize that living life on the fast lane you know, can leave me with a lot of trials and errors, many of which I could have avoided if I just slowed down and thought more deeply and, you know, thought about it more analytically, you know, like the melancholy person would. You know, so how did I get to overcome this hasty trait of mine? Because it's hastiness. So I figured out a way. I seek counsel, counsel from two major sources. And the first counsel, the first place I go to seek wisdom from is, um, counsel from is, of course, from, from the head of all wisdom himself. Now, I'm speaking of my own personal flow of light, that this is what I do. This is my solution. I'm talking about God because I know that God holds the blueprint of my life and he's so full of wisdom. Even though he holds the blueprint of my life, I know that he's not going to impose anything on me. So I take it back to him and I spend time telling him of the things that I want to do. And it doesn't even really have to be about a thing. It could be about a relationship. It could be about a course to undertake. It could be about a savings scheme. It could be about um, a relocation plan that you have. It could be anything at all. So I tell him about all my plans and how I want to proceed. And I know that there is no way that I'll acknowledge him with my plans, that he won't show me the way and, you know, and how to go about it. And this is my own personal story. This is what I know has worked for me over time, you know, because I, I respect the scripture. It says, acknowledge God in all your ways and he'll direct your path. He'll make it straight. So I do that. Now, the second place I get counsel from is from maybe an authority. Depends on what I need counsel about. Go to an authority or from my friends, the friends in my inner circle, many of which are more calculated than myself. So for you, it could be maybe your parent or parents or guardian or professional counselor or even your pastor or something. Or maybe you have amazing friends, an amazing inner circle like myself. So even though sometimes I'm convinced of, you know, the prospects of what I want to go into, you know, and I'm hasty and I'm like, ah, if I do this, this is going to be the result. No, I bring it back and I talk to my inner circle about it because I know my personality. Okay. Note that I said inner circle because you must share with people who have no biases towards you. People who are only working for your good and you are sure. Okay. So I do this because I know that in a multitude of counsel, there is safety. Also, as a sanguine, I have realized that um, when I talk through my situation, it helps me to gain clarity about that situation. So I take it to these two sources. I speak to God about it and I speak to the right people about it. And that is how I'm able to put my um, fast-paced life and my hastiness in check. I have a tight-knit team 
you know, the, my team, you know, they know I run almost everything through them. We have sessions where we talk, strategy, strategy set sessions, you know, we just sit down and talk and talk, you know, and after we're done, I take it back to, you know, the owner of all wisdoms, <laughs> if there's ever such a thing, the owner of all wisdoms. Okay, so the aim of this teaching today is for, is just to help you to, to identify your bad and the bad and the good side of your personality. Okay? Like I've been able to identify mine. So help you identify the bad and the good side of your personality. So that you can harness the good side and work hard to checkmate and eliminate the bad side. Okay? So most people have a mix of personalities also. I mean, you can have a mix of personalities in varying degrees. And by that, I mean that... um. Um, it could be that you're predominantly phlegmatic, but that's not all about, you're just predominantly phlegmatic. There is a recessive trait that you have. You're probably, your recessive trait is probably sanguine. Okay. And that person, that sanguine nature comes out only maybe when you're with, among your, maybe your inner circle or your friends, your family. Okay. Or maybe you are sanguine. That's your predominant trait and your recessive trait is melancholy. So it, it, it is even possible to have a blend of the four worlds in, you know, varying degrees. Okay. But whatever personality it is that you have, what you are supposed to do is detect the, the downside of your trait. observe yourself. And I'll tell you how. Okay. And when you do that, you observe the good side and the bad side, you harness the good side and find solutions. Like I told you that I did, you know, with that side, with that trait of mine, find a solution, you know, that will give you positive, good, good results so that you can soar. All right. Whatever personality that you have was put in you by God. It is all part of your uniqueness. And like I said, your job is to harness the strength of that uniqueness. Okay, so that you can achieve the results that you have been placed here to achieve. Because by honing your individuality and developing the strength of your character, what you are doing is that you are building resilience for, for the adversities and the oppositions that you will surely encounter in most facets of your life. I mean, trust me, there will be turbulence. There will be strong oppositions that will come your way to test the strength of your character. Just in a bid to break you sometimes and to derail you from the plan and purpose of God for your life and for achieving, you know, that 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 dream, that destiny. Okay. So a good way to overcome these hurdles, like I said, is by knowing. And that's why they say knowledge is power. And even better, knowledge is applied. Applied knowledge is power. That's what they say now. Applied knowledge is power. So it's not just enough to know, it's to know and seek out solutions you know, you know, work with that knowledge. That is power. So what are the things that we're taking away today? First, everyone was created uniquely with a personality that will work out, you know, your divine purpose. Okay. So that's what you say to yourself. You say to yourself that I was created, you know, with a unique purpose that will work out, you know, the divine purpose of God in me. And I cannot alter my purpose. Otherwise I will be altering the design of God and I will be derailing the plan of God for my life. Okay. Because if I lose my personality, then I will lose the purpose and plan of God for my life. In other words, my personality is unique. It's tied to my purpose and existence on earth. Okay. 
So two, you say, I have a duty. You have a duty. So you say to yourself that I have a duty to study and understand my personality as well as that of others that I have relations with. Because a knowledge of that will help me to relate better with them and react better with empathy and with understanding. All right? Because when you have knowledge when you know something then you are better able to understand and relate with empathy okay also third you say um the third one to take it will be that i have you know to work to harness my strengths it's a deliberate work to harness my strengths and overcome my weaknesses because when the pressures and oppositions and tests come and they surely will and if I haven't developed my strength of character by the time they come it is possible that my weaknesses can slow down my pace and it can slow down the achievements and the strides that I am supposed to cover in a given time okay and you have to know this and it, it took me a while to, to know this that there are some people that God will bring your way just so that they can bring out the best in you some people are there just to 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 impress you on every side to bring out you know that the the best person the best person the best that you can be okay and it's for a higher purpose is because you are going to be it's possibly because you are going to be handling people in in greater degrees greater dimensions you're going to be handling maybe businesses multi-chain businesses and you're going to be dealing with tons of people different kinds of individuals now you need this strength you need to have been able to bring out this personality and in some way you know die to self and what what i mean by that is is that you're supposed to be able to you know have overcome the weaknesses of your personality so that you can Work with these people and bring out the best in them to achieve the results that you want to achieve for your life. Okay? So, in order, in order to live to your highest potential, you should tell yourself that, that in order to live to my highest potential and achieve the successes that I need to achieve in shorter time spans, then I must know my strength and maximize it. And I must know my weaknesses and find solutions, you know, to work against them. Okay. And you should start off also by writing them down clearly. Write them down. Write down your strengths. Write your weaknesses as with your with your vision. As the same way you write your vision and your goals and you know your to-do list. Write what are your what is your temperament? Some people don't know their temperament. Write, am I sanguine? Am I what is my combination if I have a combination? And at what point, what places do I notice that I I um I, I show this, this personality at what point man, is it when I'm at home with my family or when I'm in school or, you know, write them down. Maybe when I'm with a, with a comfortable set of people, then I show um, my sanguine nature comes to the fore or whatever it is, you know, write it down. Then write out your strengths and your weaknesses. Okay. When you write it out and know it, that knowledge, you know, will surely be put to use and, you know, more so. You have mastery over your weaknesses and you will work to keep improving upon your strengths. And how cool is that? You become mastery over yourself. Okay. Um, so I'll quickly round up by giving you what I call um, a mental introspection and evaluation tool to work with. 
And this is especially for those who are yet to identify their weaknesses or those who say, oh, I don't know how to overcome it. Okay. I don't even know how to identify it. Now, um, the easiest way to know and overcome is, like I said, what I call um, a mental introspection and evaluation tool. So you do this by doing a mental placement of yourself in your environment that triggers your weakness. It's a mental process, okay? So you can do it, you can think, just close your eyes and think, it's meditation. Think about a time when you were in conflict with someone, okay? You were the principal actor in that conflict. Think about yourself with a goal to say, you know, I'm not trading blames. It's possible that that person was at fault. Person has a nasty character. Person is bad. But this time you are saying, how do I gain mastery over this situation in case it arises next time? So you close your eyes and you do a mental placement. So you're doing an introspection. And then next you do an evaluation of the situation. Play that situation out in your mind. Okay, how did it happen? You know, and like I said, no blame casting. You are asking, what is the best way that I should have reacted in this situation? Is there a better way? Are there other things that I could have said, you know, that would maybe have resulted? Should I, should I have walked away next time? Should I have said so, so, so in this way and said that in that way? Okay, that is mental introspection and evaluation okay so you're asking what's the best response that could have you know that i could have given that would have brought about that would have led to a more peaceful and productive outcome and you know this is not just for for that time it's for what will happen in case it happens in the future just so that you know automatically how to handle it and hey i'm not saying that it's possible to achieve peace with every single person like i said the person might just be a countercross person. So it's not, it might not be possible to achieve peace with every single person. But trust me, you'll achieve peace with most people. And it will also be a steady climb towards being your best self and living, you know, your life successfully. Okay. So self-introspection and evaluation is a practice. It's not something that you will get immediately. Okay. But it's a practice. And if you keep practicing this, your life will become more, it will become better and more peaceful. Wow. So this is a week long of teaching. I need to end now. It's a week long of teaching. So don't worry. I'm not ending till you know exactly everything that you need to know about this subject and how to apply it to your entire life and, you know, and purpose. Um, like I said earlier at the beginning of the, of the, of the, um, podcast, uh, there is a worksheet that would be sent to you, you know, later today, conversation with Mary Jane discovery kit. It will be sent to you. Please go through it. I beg of you and use it because every experience, as in maximize every single experience that you have in this class, because it is highly beneficial and very instrumental to your growth and your progress. Wow. Welcome ladies to class again. It's been such an amazing time. I'm still excited to be your coach. Um, I will be seeing you again. We are here together for the next four weeks. I love you so much and I am committed to making you become every single thing that you have been designed to be. Love you. Have a great and amazing day. Bye.